Coming up on the WAC Podcast, not one but two teams are in the NCAA Volleyball Tournament. Kendra and I will talk about that. Basketball conference play, are you kidding me, in November? I'm not kidding you. We had games last night. We'll preview some of the games coming up on Saturday. And is this show going to be good enough? We're going to have Julie Goodenough, the Abilene Christian women's basketball coach, on in our second segment as a couple of her players are setting records. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. This WAC Podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. We're back. Feels like it's been a minute since we've done both of us in the studio recording said podcast. It has been a minute. Great to have you back. We've had Jess Radford filling in. Yes. Done an admiral job. Uh, but Admiral. Had, yeah, admiral. What was I trying to say? I don't know. Admiral. Admirable. Admirable. Not an admiral. Am- you know, uh- <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. The admiral uh, Navy. Okay. As, uh, we had a triple double against Navy. We sure did. Maybe that's what I was thinking. That's of. it. But uh, great to have you back. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, first off, we had Thanksgiving. Yes. How was your turkey day? Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. It was quite lovely. I had filet mignon and stone crab in the I mean, that's what I, think of, what I think of Thanksgiving. <laughs> filet mignon and stone crab. In uh, and margaritas, probably. Uh, some, n- eh, no margaritas. None. But so, I, a, a rum slushy. Oh, wow. Sort of thing. So, I don't so know really beautiful slushy. weather. Beautiful weather. It was very nice, very warm. Didn't need a jacket, which is nice. It wasn't too cold. Had a little boat. Would take the pontoon boat out. Saw some manatees, some speckled stingrays. Wow. Well, I was uh, here in the DF dub, and and Wendy and I did the thing that I've seen for my entire life and never been, Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Man, and I mean, standing room only, great. Well, you know what I've noticed here? Um, They've gone away from calling it standing room only, Ah. and they call it the party deck. The party deck. See, (laughs) standing room only, or do you want to be in the party deck? That's right. It has different connotations. Yes. Um, It is interesting. Um, Been to a lot of football games in my life, never won uh, quite like that. They do a fantastic job of having it. It is like a party, though, and it's like going to a party. Is there a and DJ? And then there's a football game going on. There's, <laughs> there's music as you go into the stadium. You go through the uh, the checkpoint. You know, they go through your bag, whatever. And then when you get in, there's another area where they have, they already, you can buy drinks. You can buy food. There's like uh, little uh, football fields, you know, like artificial turf. Kids throwing the football around. You can sit. You can watch the other games. They have stats, you know, like fantasy football stats up outside the stadium. Outside, oh wow! So, and you can buy your drink, go into the stadium. Oh, crazy! It is twenty-one dollars for a margarita. Twenty-one dollars. <laughs> Was it worth it? I got the little uh, commemorative uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, plastic cup that I'm never going to use again with it that I carried around and then brought home, and now is in my cupboard and it will stay there. Until we go through and say we have too many things, it gets thrown away. So really, the drink was five dollars. The souvenir cup, sixteen. <laughs> probably something like that. But uh, Dolly Parton was the halftime show. Oh my goodness! Yeah. After what Jack Harlow put out for the Lions game to go to Dolly Parton, saving the day, saving the holiday. I mean, amazing. Seventy-seven years old. 
and and doing the halftime show. It was very fast though. Oh, I don't know if it felt as fast on TV as it did in person. Ah, uh, three songs. It's like, what? Are we, okay, she taking a break. We're coming back. Nope, done. And then what do they bring out the state? Like I mean, players leave. Suspend, yeah, comes I mean, out. So, boom, boom. So amazing that they were able to get that all done in the time frame that they did. But uh, the Cowboys, Cowboys went, and then they heard us. We're, we're recording this on a Thursday. Cowboys play again tonight. Tonight in Arlington, it, right, right over across the street here. Crazy. Have yet to go to a Cowboys game yet, but well, you know. here, here's a little uh, behind the scenes. It's pretty darn expensive. You know, I <laughs> so, got so the party deck is fifty dollars sixty five with tax and all that, mm. uh, and you don't get a seat. So it is. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'd do it again. Okay. <laughs> um, because it is a long time to be standing and you can't really see like the ones who do it all the time know where to go oh i don't know if you saw the video of when they open up the doors and people rush in oh and then they get the good spots oh like when right off the rail you don't know exactly where to go so you wind up kind of finding a spot where you can see it on the big screen ah so you can't even really see the field mm, and then where we were anyway so anyway good time though good so, time speaking of good time also Sunday, the NCAA announced the field for the volleyball tournament. And for the first time since 2010, 2010, two WAC teams get into the tournament. So congratulations, Stephen F. Austin and Grand Canyon, SFA getting in as an at-large. So huge for the WAC and kind of everything kind of fell into place there because we had a team that was 27 and four had, you know, ran the table in, in WAC play losses were only to what Baylor they lost to Arizona State they lost to South Alabama all three were top 50 teams and then Grand Canyon in the championship game so they get a pretty good draw where they play Arkansas this Friday yeah no it's really exciting I mean you know for a team that went 16 and 0 in whack play coming into the tournament and ending losing in that championship was was a heartbreaker and I know they were sitting on you know pins and needles waiting for about a over a week right, right. and uh and so finally to have their name called very exciting and we'll see what they can do uh, in the tournament so they play on Friday in Arkansas and then if they were to win okay they play the winner of Florida State TCU. Whoa, which is going to be Florida State. <laughs> Don't know if you guys know I went there. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. Grand Canyon, meanwhile, I thought had a pretty decent draw as well. They will be playing Washington State up in Pullman, Washington, uh, you know, as a team that uh, was not the highest seed going in, uh, that they get, you know, they're not having to play the number one team. They're not playing Stanford. They got a, they got a team who's a four seed in, right. in Washington State. Uh, not to you know say that that's uh, uh, an easy victory or anything by by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, definitely probably a better draw than if they had played a number one seed. Certainly, yeah, give them a chance. And you know, UT Arlington also accepted their bid to the NIVC, so that that's exciting. They'll play on Friday as well against Florida Atlantic, six p.m. Central Time on the campus of UTEP. Yeah, so we have three teams heading to the postseason for volleyball. So very exciting. Also very exciting basketball conference on their way. And we insane. Talk, we've talked about this on the show a little bit. The way the schedule uh worked out this year, we have eleven teams. So there's there's ten uh ten opponents in, in the WAC and, and if you play them twice, that's twenty games. To make that happen, you needed to have like another week in addition to uh starting the week after uh or the first week in January. This is where it was landed on, um, and I, I love it. I, I like having, some, you know, a big test 
early in the season, then they have a few weeks to kind of fine tune. And then we get back to conference play, you know, first week in January, but to start things off, let's go with men's basketball. Uh, what we called our featured game of the week was Seattle, U- Utah Valley. This was the teams that are picked three and four in the conference, Seattle, U of course, with three starters back and, and honestly, four guys who, who played a lot last year, Cam Tyson scores 23 points five rebounds but it's utah valley with with kind of a whole new cast of characters from last year they wind up pulling out seattle u is up at the half but utah valley comes back in the second half to win the game 78 to 72 trevin dorius the big man seven footer had 16 points seven rebounds 12 of those were in the second half Jaden mcclanahan uh their point guard scores 19 caleb stone carowell transfer from austin p he scores 20 drake allen who's you know the headliner only scores four points and got into foul trouble. But Utah Valley showing uh, last night, I I think that they are, you know, maybe there was a a feeling that, okay, Mark Madsen left, you know, that when they have four guys transferred to power five schools from last year, they're they're back. They're back. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, you have Todd Phillips who, uh, you know, was coached under Mark Madsen. Um, and so, you know, it's familiar with, you know, the system that Madsen was running and, but really the team's completely new. And so for them to come out and kind of have that chemistry and pull out a big win against, you know, Seattle, U that has Cam Tyson and all those pieces back is, is pretty crazy and excites me for what the Wolverines will be putting together this season. And when they play in January, that game is going to be on ESPNU oh. in Seattle. So that shows you kind of the respect for that matchup. Uh, by the folks at, at ESPN, Stephen F. Austin playing Tarleton. This was uh, maybe the eyebrow raiser of the night uh, as SFA, always a great team. Tarleton, um, you know, Coach Billy Gillespie has t- stepped away uh, to deal with a medical issue. So they have an inter- interim head coach. They go on the road to Nacogdoches and win 68 to 66. In the sawmill. I mean, that's that's a place where SFA hangs their hats on making it a brutal environment for opposing teams to come into. It's loud. It's, it's ferocious as the kids say. (laughs) And so, I mean, very close game, but props to Tarleton state because I mean, they, they had so many new pieces as well coming in a few of those guys back. Lou Williams, I believe their leading score, 18 points is back. Um, Ja'Cory Smith was there last year also, I yep. believe, 14 points. So, and then to be, you know, have that and not even have your head coach there and hope all is well with Billy Gillespie and uh, thinking of him and, you know, hopefully he's all right. And, you know, eventually, you know, it was just didn't really label a time that can maybe come back and, and continue coaching. And, and and with SFA and, and they're going to still, they're going to be one of the teams to be reckoned with in the whack as we move along. They have some new pieces as well, because in addition to Latrell Giselle and AJ Kajust and Day Hall, Frank Stain now coming off the bench, who, who uh, uh, Utah Tech, yes, from last year, and then Jawani Stone, uh, CBU. Oh yeah. So, so there are some familiar pieces there now coming off the bench, or you know, getting some quality minutes for SFA. So that's going to be a team to watch. But yeah, hats off to Tarleton for winning that one in the opening game. Uh, Grand Canyon winning 79 to 69 at UTRGV. This one, if you look at the Ken Palm uh, currently, the, the top team in the WAC against the team that's uh, number 11 in the WAC going in, but UTRGV gave, gave GCU quite a game. 
But in watching that, a uh, couple things jumped out, particularly tie-in Grant Foster mm. for GCU, the transfer most recently from DePaul, but started at Kansas. He's a player. He scores 25 points, gets 11 rebounds. You pair him up with Ray Harrison, who scores 21 with five assists. And, and I think, you know, you see this early on, especially in the season, where are guys fitting in? We've seen Gabe McLaughlin for 20 years at, at Grand Canyon. <laughs> And just how Sorry, does he Gabe. fit in Sorry, Gabe. with those other guys? And and, and what's his role going to be? Because we know we've seen it happen. I mean, that, so he has eight points, six rebounds last night. There might be a game this year where he's going to score 30. Right. You know, he has that capability. Uh, Sidney Curry was uh, the big man coming off the bench. Again, not a stat stuffer necessarily, but kind of a difference maker uh, when you watch him play, uh, especially on the defensive end. UTRGV getting uh, some quality minutes from Hassan Abdul Hakim with 21 points coming off the bench. Uh, we we see saw some uh, different starters. Uh, JJ Howard, the freshman, scored 10 points. So I, I think uh, UTRGV maybe uh, maybe be playing a little better maybe than some people thinking going in. Yeah, I think you know they they are always been at least for the last couple of years that I have been here. You know, at at the bottom of those preseason coaches polls and. You know, sometimes they have it and they show flashes of greatness and, you know, they never really seem to put together a full season's worth. So this is a great start for them. And then, you know, you look at Grand Canyon, they had three guys fall out, Gabe, one of them. Um, But my goodness, what a scary duo Tyon and Ray have the potential to be. They sure do. And then California Baptist playing at Southern Utah again, the the, uh, Thunderbirds in the the WAC championship last year with a new head coach, CBU, a lot of new players, you know, the... uh, the brothers, the Armstrong brothers are gone. gone. So back to Australia. So again, who who's who's stepping up for them? We saw Blondo Chicano score 16 points, but coming off the bench, Scotty Washington, 21 points in just 17 minutes, and that's six of eight from three point land. He was on fire. Yeah, he's a guy I'm really excited uh, to watch this season. And Blondo Chiquenio, you know, he was there last year, and I think there was a lot of hype around him last year. And I don't know if he necessarily lived up to that height. Sorry, Blondo, being real, um, you know, but because uh, they're, you know, their team just didn't really put it all together for the most part. And so that's that's pretty exciting. You have those two, and you got a piece coming off the bench that's dropping six threes on you. Yeah, so <laughs> so CBU, a, a very nice win in the opening game. UT Arlington playing at home against Abilene Christian. Remember the Wildcats defeated Oklahoma State in their opening game. That was kind of our first, that was our first whacked uh, basketball oh, yeah. game of the year. And UT Arlington with new coach KT Turner, but some familiar faces and some players who have been players of the week. They win 86 to 71. So the Mavericks Kind of a balanced attack. Dewan Gordon coming off the bench to score 16, but he's more of a, not really a bench. I mean, he played 33 minutes. So he played the most minutes out of any player on the team, but he came off the bench. But a pretty tight uh, line. Uh, I mean, only eight players played for UT Arlington last night. Um, so usually you don't see that this early in the year. Usually you see 10, 12 right. in the rotation. So maybe KT Turner for conference play decided, Hey, let's tighten up the rotation a little bit. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's also a thing of trying to make practices more competitive. Hey, this is what I'm seeing. If you're not up to my standard and what I'm expecting of the team, you're not even going to see the floor during conference play until you get there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not inside his head, but could that be a, <laughs> a motivating factor for, for a new team and a new head coach? 
Could be an Abilene Christian, a Hunter Jack Madden, 19 points. Arian Simmons, another guy that seems like he's been around for a while with 17. Ali Diva, sure. another guy who's got a lot of experience, 14. Cameron Steele. So there are a lot of uh, names that we, we are very familiar with on Abilene Christian as we go through the season. Our Ticket Smarter WAC Men's Basketball Players of the Week this week were Tyant Grant Foster is the newcomer. He's already been the newcomer of the week, I believe. Uh, th- that was his third time holy cow no, second time second. <laughs> back to back and then jacory smith from tarleton was the player of the week as the texans went to a tournament in california and he was mvp of the socal challenge very exciting i mean i'm, I'm excited for tarleton state and uh and certainly tie on as well he had a double double also I, we didn't mention that one oh, we put didn't. that out yeah. there good good job there yeah we'll take a quick break and then when we come back we'll talk women's hoops don't go anywhere Welcome back to the WAG Podcast. Eric Danner, Kendra Sheehan, back in the house. You've been on the show a lot, but just we haven't been together. Exactly. We were in Utah together. Yes. We did it live from the volleyball championship. Live from volleyball. And then uh, Jess and I were live poolside. That's right. In California. So we've been on the road a little bit. Uh, wanted to quickly address men's basketball before we jump into men's basketball or women's basketball. We have games coming up on Saturday, more conference games. And then, as I said, take a break from that, go back to non-conference play, and then we jump into conference play in January, sprint to March. We're in WAC Vegas. Speaking of WAC Vegas, Road to WAC Vegas debuted yes. Wednesday, and you were in Vegas doing your stand-ups. Oh, yeah. Talked to Brian Thornton. Yep. Uh, you did a nice piece on the uh, St. George Marathon where uh, the Utah Tech men's basketball team handing out water, I believe 13th largest marathon in the United States. Is it? It was A Boston Marathon qualifier as well. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. And you know what? I was able to find parking pretty close. <laughs> That's you know? pretty good. <sighs> and then also you did the piece on uh, just kind of having some fun around Vegas. Oh, yes. Which is, which is always nice. <laughs> so games coming up on Saturday. We got Southern Utah traveling to Seattle U. Two teams that both dropped their conference opener, so maybe that takes on a little bit more importance than we saw before. Tarleton State hosting UTRGV. As we mentioned, Tarleton State, big win over SFA. UTRGV, GCU uh, lost. Now now a tough game at Tarleton State. Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, both teams lost their opener, so now they're going to be kind of extra hungry to get that first win. Grand Canyon, UT Arlington, suddenly two teams that are undefeated in conference play. Yeah, that should be an exciting one. A great test for UT Arlington to see where they're where they're at. And then Utah Tech hosting Utah Valley. So that's uh, you know a little battle of Utah without uh, you know Southern Utah. Maybe we need some sort of Utah Cup. I think so. I think the three of them. Yeah. I don't know. I'll bring that up maybe. Yeah. Or not. Women's basketball. Women's. We also had conference play actually started on Tuesday. Crazy. California Baptist against Southern Utah, a rematch of last year's championship. And CBU comes out on top 79 to 66. Chloe Webb is on fire. In case you haven't noticed, she scored 23 points. Kinsley Barrington with 21. But Chloe Webb, 23 with 13 rebounds. And she's a, she's a guard. Yeah. Five steals. Yeah. And throw up a block for fun, too. Yeah. Just a stat stuffer. Ava Urich uh, scoring 18 for Southern Utah. Uh, they are now one and four on the season, but I think played much better than that record indicates. CBU right now the hottest team in, in women's basketball. They are six and zero. Oh. Yeah, you know, 
they've got some, you know, Chloe Webb played last year, Kinsley Barrington, Grace Smith, or Grace Schmidt, sorry, Grace, Nene Calhoun. Uh, you know, a lot of these names are very familiar on the California Baptist roster. And so, you know, they're a team that gets hot from the three. And, uh, but really, they only had eight three pointers. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. So, uh, <laughs> Seattle U with, with a brand new coach, they went 58 to 48 in their conference open over Utah Valley. Abilene Christian uh, playing UT Arlington, 94 76. Mentioned at the top of the show, you're going to talk to Julie Goodenough in our next segment. Ooh. Peyton Hull, I mean, talk about on fire, back-to-back 30-point games. Insane. She scored 34 against Navy, now scores 31 in their conference opener. But she's not even the big story, perhaps. No, we got (laughs) Bella Earl, the junior, who I don't know if you guys all remember, but I remember her coming on, bursting onto the stage as a freshman. And we were like, whoa, who is this? Fast forward, she now has back-to-back triple-doubles, only 13 triple doubles in whack women's basketball history stat courtesy Eric Danner. And uh, I mean, just, just insane statistics that she's putting up. She's doing it all over the floor. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists in 29 minutes. So again, stuffing the stat sheet, two steals on top of that. But UT Arlington, uh, you know, was one of our top teams last year. Avery Brittingham, you know, uh, transferred over there. Uh, Talia Clark. So they, they have some pieces, but it, so it was kind of interesting that, you know, it, it was a close ball game in the first half, you know, a lot of scoring in the first quarter, 29 to 25. And then it was uh, 49, 45 at the half. And then Abilene Christian really kind of took off in that third quarter, wind up winning 94, 76. So a big win for the Wildcats. So we look forward to hearing from Julie Goodenough in our next segment, Stephen F. Austin with their new coach, defeat Tarleton on the road with their new coach. Whoa. 80 to 67. Yeah. That's it. Is Stephen F. Austin. I mean, Kyla deck 24 points. Uh, she was with the team last year and I think was kind of hidden behind some of their starters and she had flashes. And I remember a couple games and one that I was at that she was really, really good. Kirsten Harden and destiny Lombard destiny also one that I felt like she had, she was really good, but kind of was hidden. And so now that those players are gone, these new ones are the, you know, are just kind of really coming into their own. And I think Tarleton state, it's going to take them just a little bit longer to, uh, find the the chemistry among the team. And, you know, I feel like they were a team that really started from scratch. I don't recognize many of these names on this roster with the new head coach. And, you know, it's going to take some adjustment. But big-time win for Stephen F. Austin. 80 points. 80 points. And then Grand Canyon defeating UTRGV. And that game played in Phoenix. Uh, GCU winning 63-250. to Trinity San Antonio, of course, the transfer from CBU, who was first team all whack last year, 14 points. Tierra Brown, 13. Olivia Lane, 12. Uh, Shea Fano, 13. So they have, again, a lot of weapons, very even distribution on, on the points. And, you know, kind of a lower scoring game, it seemed like. They jumped out to a 22 to 9 lane. But, you know, Lane Lord is always going to be a tough out. Uh, any of his teams that that he coaches and they they have a lot of new names on their roster as well so uh, GCU of course uh, picked to win the back this year by the coaches so uh, they they start off with a one and0 record in whack play and then Saturday uh, mm-hmm. we have games coming up UTRGV as the light goes out <laughs> and, and there uh, they will be at home against Tarleton 
So two teams looking for their first win. Southern Utah, Seattle U. Uh, I, I know the Thunderbirds would like to get uh, a, a whack win before we go back to non-conference play. SFA and Abilene, that looks to be maybe the circle matchup of, of the yeah, day. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. And then we have UT Arlington hosting Grand Canyon. Uh, UT Arlington, of course, doesn't want to be 0-2 to start league play either. And then Utah Valley and Utah Tech, uh, that'll be the first game conference game for Utah Tech because we have 11 teams, so not everybody could play on uh, Wednesday. And so they, they will be playing their first conference game on Saturday at Utah Valley. First look at in-conference play for the preseason player of the year, Brianna Gillen, Utah yes. Tech. Ticket Smarter Players of the Week, uh, Kirsten Harden from Stephen F. Austin and Peyton Hull of ACU, the aforementioned uh, what a player she has been as the newcomer of the week. Yeah, you can't not give Peyton Hall the newcomer of the week with her two 30-point games. And then Kirsten Harden had 43 points over two matches, two games, Texas Southern, Rice, uh, 20 rebounds, uh, just averaging you know 21 points a game. So she's a great piece and uh, well-deserving. Very excited for her. So very excited for that. So uh, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to have your interview Whoa. with Julie Goodenough on the WAC podcast. Don't go anywhere. This is fun. Sometimes fun. Welcome back to the WAC podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan, now joined by Abilene Christian women's basketball head coach, Julie Goodenough. Coach, it's always good to talk to you, and especially when you got the start that you had to the season, 4-2, and two, and starting off conference play, 1-0. From your perspective, what have you liked most about the way your team has started this season? Uh, we had a pretty shaky start, to be quite honest, um, and we felt like uh, being in the Navy tournament over Thanksgiving, we, we really kind of hit our stride, I think a little bit and had kind of a breakout game against Navy. And, um, you know, so we were talking to our team about, Hey, we're only taking steps forward. Let's not take steps back. So I uh, really like how we're playing right now. The last two games were really good, uh, really good team basketball. Peyton Hull, the freshman back-to-back 30 point games. Did you expect her to play the high caliber that she has this early on in the season? Uh, you know, we anticipated Peyton being able to score for us for sure. But I mean, for her to be able to do what she did in her fifth and her sixth college game is is really impressive. I mean, she's a, a very good scorer, great shooter. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it was fun for me just to watch from the sideline to see, you know, how quickly she could get her shots off. But uh, I mean, that's why we recruited her and, you know, really felt like she would fit into our style of play really well. And um, yeah, these last two games have been super impressive. Another player, Bella Earl. I remember talking about her when it was her freshman year and she really just came onto the scene like she's going to be an incredible player. Well, fast forward to her junior year. She gets her second triple double back to back triple double. She's the only person in the nation with two triple doubles right now. How fun is it for you to, how fun has it been for you to just watch her soar? Yeah. I mean, gosh, uh, triple doubles are so rare 
And for her to do that in back-to-back games is, I mean, I, I don't even really know what to say about it. It's just phenomenal. Um, and I didn't realize until after the game that she had 19 points. I mean, 19 points, that's a thats a phenomenal game in itself. And then, uh, you know, have a triple-double. Um, but Bella, Bella takes a lot of pride in her rebounding. She was our leading rebounder last year. I mean, she takes a lot of pride in that. Um, but just her, her court vision and her uh, spot on passing the last two games has been really exceptional. And um, we, I think she was making some good passes prior to these last two games, but we just were not hitting our shots. And so, you know, to, to be able to get assists, you've got to have some help from your teammates. And uh, we've had two, you know, back-to-back good scoring nights. And so that has aided her in her assists, but uh, yeah, I mean, triple doubles are, are few and far between. So really, really impressive. Yeah. It seems like you're playing a lot of great team basketball, top 10 division one mark on Wednesday with 25 assists. What have you liked about the way the team is sharing the basketball and having that chemistry on the floor? I, I don't think that you can sustain success at this level. If you're not playing team basketball, you know, coaches are too good. They can shut down one or two players um, with defensive schemes. So I think it's really important that everybody get involved that's on the court, that all five players are sharing the ball and maybe turning down a good shot to to get a great shot. And we've seen a lot of that the last two games. And so, you know, I just hope our, our team can continue to embrace that and understand how important it is to get everybody on the court involved and, um, you know, just allows us to to shoot higher percentage shots for sure. I'm just going to keep throwing stats out here. 18 three-pointers on Wednesday. That's the second most that Abilene Christian has had in their Division I era. Have you guys been really working on the perimeter shooting at practice? And what impressed you most about that? Um, yeah, we do. We work on threes. Um, I, the the thing that I was really um, excited about last night is everybody was shot ready, like on the catch. They're shot ready. Their footwork was good. They recognized they were open. They were ready to pull a trigger. And, um, you know, you can't be gun shy in that situation. Like you, you've got to be ready when the ball comes to you. And again, you know, we were making the extra passes and, and our players were ready, ready to shoot. And so really proud of them for doing that. We, we harp a lot on footwork, uh, you know, just being shot ready. And so our players, uh, didn't turn down open threes last night. And we love when our players hit milestones. Aspen Thornton hit her 1,000th career point milestone as well. What have you liked about the player that she's developed into? Well, you know, in in my career here at ACU, uh, we've given out a lot of those uh, 1,000-point balls, and and we've had a lot of players join the 1,000-point club but it's generally in their senior year or maybe their fifth year. And so for her to do that just – five games into her junior season is pretty impressive. Uh, She put up a lot of points um, in the year that she was not here. And then we got her last year and she is a great scorer. Um, She can create shots for herself and she's a very, very good three point shooter as well. And she uh, does not turn down open threes either. And so um, it is great in our system to have a point guard that is such a big scoring threat. It really helps us out a lot. And I know there's so many positives that are happening right now, but there's a long way for uh, the season still till we get to WAC Vegas. What are some things that you're focusing on in practice that you'd like to see improvement, uh, you know, before we hit March? Oh, yeah, we're we're so far from where we be in March for sure. Um, you know, I, I think that 
Uh, right now, our team's playing with a lot of confidence, and that's what winning does for you. You know, you uh, really understand, you know, when you see things succeed out on the court, you understand how important the things we're working on in practice really are. And it's fun as a coach to see things carried over into the game and and see those work. But um, we, we've got to continue, you know, working on uh, – passing we've got to continue working on defensive stops I mean we we scored the ball really well last night but we gave up too many points you know just trying to eliminate some of our defensive lapses and that goes back to team play as well I mean we're not guarding everybody one-on-one without any help and so you know it's as important as it is to have five people working together on the offensive end we we've got to have that mentality on the defensive end as well and so you know I, I mean we we work on offense all the time at ACU but but defensively we've got to figure out our team defense and it's, you know, things that we've got to drill on a daily basis. Defense will surely be a huge component of next game for you guys at Stephen F. Austin, a tough matchup there. What are some things that you've kind of pinpointed in your film study and scouting of the lady Jacks in order to come away with a W on the road? Yeah. Kirsten Harden is playing at a whole different level. Um, you know, and it's, it's her turn there. I mean, she's, uh, she played behind a, a great player and she's doing great. It looks like everything's kind of going through her. And so obviously that'll be a big focal point for us. Um, they shot the ball so well last night. They were raining threes themselves. So, you know, when you've got that inside outside uh, scoring going on, man, it's difficult to defend. So uh, we're just going to do a lot of studying and, and prepare as well as we can to play good team defense. And SFA is a really tough place to to win. You know, not very many teams roll in there and, and leave home or leave and go home with a win. And so we've got a lot of work to do uh, before we, we go into battle on Saturday with SFA. And lastly, I know that we talked a little bit about this back at media day, but, you know, conference play started a lot sooner than it has in previous years with this two game period before it goes back uh, in January. Uh, what was it like from your perspective, you know, going into the season and then a couple games in conference play is already here. Yeah, I don't remember ever as a head coach having a conference game in November. I mean, I just never remember that. Um, but I, I'm all for it. Um, I love the round-robin schedule we have where we're playing everybody home and away. I love that. And with that comes playing some games before Christmas break. And it's all relative. I mean, you know, Sharika Wright and I, we were talking about it last night. Like, we played the same number of games coming into this. You know, our teams will be completely different in February, I'm sure. Uh, but it was it was really fun. We, we talked – at length about we're starting whack play, you know, and so our, our players are super excited about that. And so we've got whack played this week, you know, we played last night, we're going to play on Saturday, but I'm real curious to see then what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Then when we go back, we've got about four non-conference games before we jump back into conference. So that'll be a little bit wonky, I guess, but you know, that's what our coaching staff is for to get our players then are, you know, kind of check in about how important those games are to continue you know, doing things well, even though we, we take a little break from whack play. Well, Abilene Christian has the chance to start whack play 2-0 this Saturday. They'll head to Nacogdoches to take on Stephen F. Austin. It's a 2 p.m. Central Time tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. Coach Goodenough, thank you so much for joining and sharing a little bit about Abilene Christian basketball. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.